Does your horse turn into the road runner every time he sees a fence? You're sitting there, you have it in your head nicely planned and suddenly it is Mimi and he has gone out from underneath you. Well, if that's the case, guys, this week is for you. We're going to be talking about how to slow down that horse a little bit, slow down the freight train. Hi there, guys. My name is Lorna and I'd like to welcome you to Daily Strides here from Strides for Success where we create these audio horse riding lessons that you can download and listen to from the comfort of your own saddle on your own horse and really really strangely enough I am I was actually speaking to somebody recently and they didn't realize they were daily strides yes there is a lesson every day okay oh except for Saturdays and Sundays we can't ride our horses every day of the week but there are lessons Monday through Friday each are 12 minutes long and you can either listen to them as standalone lessons or they all follow into one another if you want to have a full one hour ride perhaps you only ride one day a week or whatever the case is and um, the lessons are there what I'm going to do is at the end of this I'm going to invite you to join us for this week and not only this week for the month in the 30-day trial but I also want to invite you to join us for the 30-day rider fitness challenge you can sign up there over at 30dayriderfitnesschallenge.com it is the number 330 and it is free there's audio programs for each day as you go and there's also a workout but I do have to forewarn you it is tough hey not for the faint-hearted but if you want to do something that is going to improve your riding without actually having to be in the saddle no horses required you can sign up for free over there but guys enough about that let's crack on with today's lesson now as I said Sometimes we meet a horse and if we've been doing jumping for any length of time, you have probably met one of these horses <laughs> that uh, everything's going nicely, it's calm, it's collected, it's rhythmic, it's it's lovely and then you turn the corner and your horse spots something on the horizon that may just be a jump and it feels like you are on the final furlong of entry, minus the cheering crowds of course, but it is just he takes off, he is gone, you are sitting there having this tour of war and well there's basically nothing you can do and all you have to do is kind of pray and you know make a little bit of a wish that oh please let us get over this and let us kind of clear it safely you know the thing is many riders get anxious when they're riding their horses over fences and a lot of the time the horses actually pick up on this anxiety and of course the horse becomes tense which of course makes the rider become more anxious and the horse becomes more anxious and it's this big vicious cycle the other way that you'll often find this happening is a lot of horses just enjoy jumping and you know it takes a lot of time and practice and training to maintain a rhythm around a track of fences and around a course of fences and if you don't continuously work at maintaining that rhythm and actually kind of consistently working towards having that nice rhythm going your horse may just naturally get faster because they get excited they get enthusiastic they think oh this is so much fun where's the next one and yeah it it takes a lot of time to do that and of course if you have a rider who maybe is not maybe aware of this or is not fully sure as to how to do this the horses will at the end tend to rush and I mean at the end I mean after maybe even ridden like this for quite a while um, they do tend to rush. Now of course the downside of rushing is that your horse basically can't get his back end underneath him and he's going to flatten out in front so as he's pulling down kind of all the energy there is falling out through the front end when he reaches the fence he's probably not going to be able to get his front end out of the way and even if he does he might not be able to get the sufficient height to actually clear the fence safely the important thing is that this effect is often compounded by how the rider responds and depending on whether they are anxious or not 
a lot of riders go into defense mode and they end up leaning backwards, hauling on this horse for all that they are worth to try and slow this horse down. Now, while the horse might lift its head because of this, what generally happens is they become hollow through their back. And even though the, the rider may just end up in actually slowing the horse down, the chances of them clearing the fence, particularly with their back end, uh, becomes less and less and less um, because they are very hollow through the back. Not only that, often what you'll see happening with this sort of situation is the rider ends up getting left behind and, of course, catches the horse in the mouth, slams down the back, and it is really uncomfortable for both the horse and the rider. Now, the other side of the coin with how riders react is they kind of, I don't know, they shut off. Now, I see, I call it the hamster mode when I see people do it in the arena. Can you imagine a hamster? They sit there, their back is nice and curled, and they just sit there not really doing a whole lot with a funny face. Well, that's what a lot of riders do when the horse begins to rush. They kind of lean forward. They collapse their upper body. And their only focus at that particular moment is staying on. They don't care about anything else. Um, so what they do is because, of course, they have collapsed their body, um, it makes it much harder for the horse, first of all, to clear the fence, okay, because he has now got this extra weight on the front of his body as well. But also what will generally happen is the rider will come off. And whether it be before the fence or at the fence, because often because of all this extra weight on the front end and the fact that there is absolutely no direction coming on from the rider, the horse will run out and the, of course the rider comes off over the shoulder and sometimes even clears the fence themselves. But uh, the other thing that can happen is if the horse actually does jump the fence, of course the horse has to turn at some point. Okay, He's going to reach the end of the arena or the end of the field or the end of the paddock, wherever you're working. And uh, when the horse turns, because the rider is so imbalanced and it's just all on the forehand, the, the, the rider I'm talking about now, they have no support through their body they will end up coming off over the shoulder. So yeah, both of those situations and scenarios are not good. Now, I want you to try and imagine, first of all, that when your horse jumps, okay, and when he correctly jumps, his back end has to come underneath him. His power has to come from his hindquarters. And if you can imagine a cat jumping up onto a windowsill, now I know we're talking about horses and cats, and they are just different creatures they're made differently but for that cat to jump up if you see him he's on the ground and he's preparing to jump up onto the windowsill he rocks back onto his hind legs so his hind legs and his hocks 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 come underneath him um, and then he will power up so he pushes he launches up he almost springs up off his back end well your horse basically needs to do the same thing now I do know your horse is not a cat we've said that but you want the same principle to apply his hocks have to come underneath his body so they can propel him cleanly over the fence okay now as I just mentioned if the rider has collapsed their upper body they are putting all their extra weight onto that horse's front end and it does make it even more difficult for him to get his shoulders and his front legs out of the way and that's often why you'll see a horse will run out is because the rider due to just being so tense and nervous and stressed <laughs> they just collapse their body okay so what I believe when we are trying to teach horses to slow down it actually comes from training the rider first and the rider's mindset and also the rider has to control their body and their aids and only once they are in full control of themselves can we then begin working on the horse, okay? So first and foremost, before, and I, it doesn't even need to be said, but let's just say it anyway, 
you need to have a secure and a correct jumping position, okay? Um, you need to be able to get out of your horse's way over the fence, allow your horse to jump the fence, but also be able to direct the situation, and that's really, really important. You know, one of the most important habits you can cultivate as a rider is actually being able to ride through and to focus on the end goal, okay? Regardless of what distractions or maybe little invitations are going to crop up as you're getting there. And all I mean by this is that as you're riding, you are keeping the focus on your aids and that you are correctly asking for what you want your horse to do, okay? Sometimes we kind of shut down and we become a bit of a passenger. You can't do that and expect your horse to kind of take over and navigate things himself. It's your responsibility as the rider to keep the show on the road and also to keep your sights kind of planted firmly on wherever you want to get you and your horse to, okay? But you'll often find that that goal is like really big. Like if you're looking at a maybe a track of 13 fences and you're thinking, hey... So what I, what I would suggest doing is breaking it down, breaking everything right the way back and coming back. And, and we are talking about horses rushing. You might think I've gone off on a bit of a tangent. I haven't. I'm going to bring it back and um, break it down to line by line. And look at these lines as merely just a kind of a succession of individual lines that are going to be joined together to actually get the whole course done. And what you need to do is actually condition yourself mentally to slow down first before you can then begin to condition your horse to physically slow down and that's why breaking it into line by line by line and what I mean by line is of course every fence has to have a line you have to ride a line to each fence and whether it be a related distance or a combination or a single fence on its own there's a line that has to be ridden and that's the line I'm talking about so what I would suggest you to do if you have a horse that rushes or if you tend to find that some anxiety comes up in yourself as you're jumping. Often, you know, we say, that, and this is for the horse that rushes, but I think it's also can work just as well for the maybe your brain if it tends to rush on a bit as well. Start with a single line and all you do is put a pole. I would suggest down the quarter line because I'm going to talk about just now straightness, but uh, put it on the quarter line of your arena and put a pole uh, in the middle. So as you're going to go over this one pole, that's it, okay? What I want you to focus on is that when you're riding that line in canter, you can start in trot if you want. We're going to pick up in canter. But when you're riding it in the canter, I want you to notice how, first of all, straight you are um, and how you have a good line to your pole. But I also want you to focus on, are you riding every stride? And what I would suggest doing is halting before you get to the end of your arena. So you're in your canter, you're keeping it straight, and you are going to halt before you get to the end. Now, this does two things. First of all, it gets you focusing on from the very get-go not so much the pole or the jump anymore, but now you're focusing on the halt. In fact, the pole is just an obstacle that is in your way before you get to the halt, okay? And the second thing is it breaks it up for your horse. So now it's not one big long getting faster and faster and going and going and going course of fences. It breaks it back to individual lines. And I know later you do, you will jump a course of fences, but by doing this exercise continuously, you do end up putting literally a mental break between the fences, okay, which is what sometimes is needed to, to basically slow everything down and bring it back. And as I say, it comes from mentally first and then physically later, okay. So focus on riding that pole, focus on each stride being trying to keep a rhythm all the way through. Notice what you're doing, notice that you're not reacting, that you are riding, you are, you're setting the goal 
and that you are not going to be distracted from that goal no matter what your horse does, okay? Your goal is to ride that canter and that line in a nice rhythm all the way through and then halting in a nice straight line before you get to the end, okay? That is your goal. Once you're maybe able to do that and once you and your horse have uh, maybe overcome any issues with that, um, I would suggest then turning that pole into a very small fence. Now, small, the key word here, okay? I'm talking like... 18 inches, 45 centimeters, small, okay? If that's a big fence for you, make it smaller. It doesn't really matter about the size of the fence. But what matters here is that you can again just begin thinking of this as an obstacle in the way of you getting that nice straight halt, okay? And keeping that nice rhythm on the way to that straight halt. That's all you're looking for. Of course, it goes without saying that you can't, as I mentioned earlier, drop your position or get into your jumping position too early. You don't want to get left behind. And that's why having that secure seat is really, really important from the get-go. If you find that your horse is rushing no matter what you're doing, so even if you're riding this nicely and it's beginning, he sees that fence and he's like, wait, hey, Mimi, you can then set up two ground poles either side of the fence, about nine feet uh, either side of that fence, just to slow them down a little bit again. But just work on that from both reins and work on breaking the habit because horses, just like us, they develop habits just like we do. And it's continuously trying to reprogram that habit, not, not reacting and getting upset about it each time, but just bringing it back, slowing it down, and just reprogram that consistent action day after day will be what will help you eventually break that habit and guys it might take a long time but I think doing this initially doing it correctly from the start and taking the time to establish a new rule with you and your horse over fences will be what will eventually allow you to successfully navigate the bigger fences guys this week on strides we are going to be working on this all this week. We're t- tomorrow we're going to be talking about riding your horse basically stride for stride. Wednesday we're chatting about introducing a jump to the exercise. And then on Thursday we're going to be trying to maintain control but also changing things up a little bit. So as in different situations you can then keep your horse in that nice rhythm and keep things under control. If you would like to join us and listen to all this week's lessons and well, join us for all this fun. You can pop over to www.stridesforsuccess.com forward slash trial. And I will see you then. Have a super one, guys, and I'll chat to you tomorrow. Be good. Bye.